Hey there, welcome to Business Breakthroughs. I'm your host, Neil DiPantino. You know, uh, I was thinking about business. Business isn't always easy. And sometimes, you know, it's uh, finding the right pathway to success. Uh, it's a little bit like pulling teeth. You know what I mean? Well, we're going to dig into that a little bit more because our guest today is a successful entrepreneur. He's a business coach. He's an author of multiple selling, uh, best-selling books, uh, such as Overcoming Overthinking and The Credit Score Mastery. Today, he helps dentists to grow their practices and achieve success working with one doctor at a time. Welcome to his show today, our friend Kurt Teachout. Kurt, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you, Neil? I'm doing great, man. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Yeah, Teach Out. It's a crazy That's story. Awesome. Yeah. Is <laughs> there a story behind your name? Uh, there is. There is. I yeah, would... my grandmother told me early on she did a, a check on our name and uh, Edward Teach back in the day when he became a buccaneer, his family added out to the end of his name. So that way he couldn't be part of the Teach family anymore. Oh, but wow. Edward Teach is Blackbeard. So, oh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How cool is that? It's pretty crazy. Man, it is kind of crazy. So we got, you know, uh, like uh, uh, I thought I was having a celebrity on my show already, but now look at this. We're taking it one step further. I don't know. <laughs> That's really no. cool, man. Awesome. Yeah. So fantastic. Hey, congratulations. Just had a child. Or your wife yeah. did, right? Yeah, so my wife definitely Kind did. of a team effort there. Yeah. So, <laughs> can, yeah. And this is what you said, number four? Number four. Man, so here it is. Like you've you've had a career in as as a as, as a recording engineer, uh, yeah. If, if I'm if I'm correct, uh, and that's transition. You're going to tell us a story about how it transitioned into what you're doing right now, helping dentists to build their business, and all at the same time raising four children is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, busy. It's busy. <laughs> Absolutely, it, it's great. It's great. And I know I was telling a friend not too long ago that um, you know when you have kids you know, they're the best accountability because they're a sponge, you know, they, yeah. they soak up everything. And if you're telling them to do something and you're not leading them to do what you want them to do, then, you know, I mean, as a coach, especially you're like, Oh man, if I can't lead my kids, then I can't lead anybody else. Right. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, that transition from being a music producer, engineer, being in music in general to the dental field is obviously night and day different. Um, a lot different brain wise, left brain, right brain. But, um, my wife graduated dental school in 2017 and worked as an associate for several years until she was just like, look, I'm seeing that I really, in order to pay off my student loans, I really need to get into practice ownership. And I also like being my own boss. So how can I do that? Like, okay. We started looking for practices where, um, here in Memphis and looking around and we saw a practice. She was like, look, if I buy this practice, will you help me? I was like, sure. Like I'd, I'd own, owned businesses up to this point and had really learned a lot through business, um, in my own right in music. And so we jumped in, we bought the practice, we moved our family up to the Memphis area and we started uh, and learned a lot. And six months later, COVID happened hmm. and shut us down for two months. So that was a wild and crazy ride. But in that tragedy and just craziness, we got to really look at the things that we didn't like and the things that we did like about what we were doing in the practice already. And it kind of gave us a reset of acquiring a practice that already had team members in place. Like, okay, what team members do we want to keep? What team members do we want to adjust and kind of empower to move into leadership roles? So really during that, that 
area of life, it was the best thing for us, even though it really wasn't fun. So yeah, back to your original question, how I got to the dental field, that is how. My wife's a dentist and I just am a business guy through and through. So yeah, you've already run businesses. So you have kind of a handle on, you know, how that process works and how to deal with teams and, you know, um, all of the ins and outs, the, the, the stuff that, uh, comes up on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, that type of thing. So you really could add a lot of information because I was looking at your bio. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. Uh, you had a lot of information that would really translate into pretty much any business I would imagine. So now you pick the dental field because your wife is, is a dentist starting her own practice. And then now all of a sudden, uh, this has transitioned into a, a, a situation where you can take the talents you have that you've learned there and provide those talents to somebody else. How's that going for you? It's good. It's good. I already have several clients um, and quite a few successes, which is cool. And as a coach, it's it's really neat to see that epiphany in their mind, those aha moments when things are like, oh, man, why haven't I not been doing this? Or, oh, OK, that makes sense. And going through those limiting beliefs and, and crushing them. But it, it's been really cool um, to just simply show people and show other dentists the lifestyle that we have. Um, cause we're able to create something really beautiful and really cool, um, that a lot of people was, were asking us about. And so now I get to obviously get paid for it, but now I get to help really one-on-one help those people achieve the dreams that they're really trying to get to without knowing what they know. So, so what does that look like? You see your work with uh, dentists on a one-on-one basis. So, uh, let's say that I'm a dentist and you've engaged me to, um, uh, you know, to, to, to get, give you my business. What does the process look for, like from the beginning, you know, and to the middle, to the end? What, what does that look like? Sure. So we've had coaches in the past and coaching is really important, um, especially on a long-term basis. But what I really enjoyed when we had a coach, um, starting out was those first 90 to hundred days. That's where you have that massive growth. And so what I did was I started this program of just a four month program. They're like, okay, how can we develop that massive growth? And if we want to do something on the back end, great. But the main thing is I want you to build a solid foundation to springboard that success factor that you're wanting towards your goals and dreams. So what I do is I I do an onboarding call. It takes about two hours where I look at all of your numbers. I look at what you're doing with your team. I look at all your systems, your lack of systems and different things. And I kind of cater that to my approach and what we do. Like, okay, where's some wins that you already have? Where are some things that we can kind of implement some new processes to automate and delegate? And then just start building that foundation to where in the second, third and fourth month, you're focusing on leadership skills. You're focusing on team empowerment and how to really optimize your team versus just kind of letting them do whatever. And then fourthly, it's just culture in general. So, okay. Is the culture when people, when patients walk in, you know, is it inviting and warm or are people just there for a paycheck? And nobody likes that. Every single office that I I like, I've obviously with my daughter being born, I've been in a lot of doctor's offices in the last several months. And every time I walk in, I'm just like, please let me take your team and either fire half of them or just give them the tips and the tools that they need to be a better human being in this setting. So that way you're not walking patients out the door with how rude they are, how standoffish they are. So that's what I just try to do mainly. 
Yeah. Um, it's just show people what they don't know. They're what the little things are the big things. And so during COVID, we got to sit down and figure out those small things that translated to massive changes moving forward in our practice. Sure. I'm like, I was kind of going like, uh, when you were talking about that, because I remember during COVID an experience that I had, um, with an absolute abscess tooth that took almost six weeks to get, yeah, you know, and, and I understand, you know, because of COVID, you know, things were locked down and it was really a lot more difficult to do business and stuff like that. But I mean, there was no empathy whatsoever. You know, I think if I would have heard, well, everybody's in the same boat one more time, just one more time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would probably end up losing. I, I would have pulled somebody else's teeth. Uh, but so anyway, and, and, and it sounds like you're dealing primarily with processes. You're dealing with uh, a lot of the operational side. Do you also work with the marketing side of the business? Yeah. So we also work with the marketing side of the business because it is important and brand is important. Um, so I sit down and do a full audit as well during that onboarding process of anything from their website to their Google reviews, the Google, my business, and, and just kind of flesh all of that out, see what kind of advertising that they're doing, what marketing, um, tips that I can maybe bring to the table, um, such as like membership plans that are in-house versus dealing with insurance and, and kind of optimizing their fees. Um, but for the most part, like we really don't spend much on advertising because of the systems that we have in place. And so it's really, just trying to, once again, settle that foundation from your branding and your marketing so that way you don't have to spend as much on the back end um, through referrals and word of mouth. Right. Yeah, I think that I, I would say that probably that business would be or that practice would be heavily uh, a, a referral business. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know that I would ever go down through Google and try to find a dentist. I mean, I did. Uh, yeah. uh, I unfortunately, I had to. I had no choice. But uh, most of the my medical needs over the years have been, you know, from doctors that were referred to me from friends and family and that type of thing. So it's really important that, and that comes down to exactly what you said in the very beginning, creating that kind of environment, that culture that make people comfortable when they, they were there and want, and, and they want to come back, but uh, it's comfortable to come back. They feel okay to come back. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's kind of funny. We, we use it as a game kind of when people come in, you know, we, we always greet them at the front door, like, Hey, how's your day? We appreciate you being here. And they're like, Oh yeah, I wish I wasn't here. Okay. Okay. How can we change that narrative in their mind to where they're excited to come see us? And I can't tell you how many times, especially if you look at our reviews, it was like, that's the number one thing is like, I've never enjoyed the dentist, but this is the place I'm going to stay because I actually enjoy going to their mm -hmm. office. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's about that culture from the first touch point, even if they're in pain to the end, like as they're walking out the door, we always ask them how their experience was. So that way they remember mm -hmm. and then they walk out the door and then they tell, you know, 10 of their friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, you're probably at one of your most vulnerable moments when you're, or situations when you go to a dentist, because I mean, they really have all the control unless yeah. you bite, unless you bite them, um, right. that, which, is, which is not recommended, right? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, so, if it wasn't assault, I would probably slap somebody if they bit me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it happens, I guess, you know, even to the best dentist that, that from yeah, time to time. I'm sure. But you are, you're vulnerable and, and you just want to feel comfortable. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and feel like, you know, there's some empathy there because, you know, it's like, uh, I always love the, 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 
this is going to hurt a little bit. Like, okay, yeah. have you ever had this done? No. Well, it just hurt a lot. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I'm just kidding. But yeah. anyway, so um, I, I, I can say all this stuff because I went to the dentist yesterday, had some crowns put in and, uh, you know, so it's really yeah. fresh in my mind. And I had, I have a great dentist. Uh, they do, they have a great practice uh, and their people are just like that. I mean, they, they, you know, almost apologetic. This is going to hurt a little bit, but you know, but uh, you know, you'll live through it, you know, and so well, thank you for that. Appreciate that. Right. Uh, yeah. So in, in, in listening to you, it sounds like you're working with maybe some dentists, some uh, businesses that are already existing they've been around in the practice for a while and then some startups as well what is where's your sweet spot with that my sweet spot are dentists that have had a practice for a good probably three to five years mm -hmm. because at that point like very at the very beginning um obviously if i could catch them before then that would be awesome they just don't feel like they need what i do yet mm -hmm. um and so that sweet spot is three to five years and and further because it's one thing to buy a practice, start learning, getting your speed up and start really making a living. But it's another thing to like, okay, it's chaotic now. My schedule's packed. It's just busy all the time or it's not packed. How can I fill my schedule? And that three-year mark is the kind of when that tipping point is so like, okay, how do I get to that next level? Now I'm kind of getting my, my, you know, house built in my practice, but how do I really scale to where I can optimize my practice? So trying to make sure that they're making the right decisions and they, they don't really know where to go. Like they know some days are really good and they didn't have to work as much. And some days are really chaotic and they barely made any money. Right. So it's like, okay, how can we do the good things and get rid of the bad things and just full, you know, just go full blast on all those good things. Absolutely. So, and that's kind of where, you know, we, we hit it early because I've had coaches in my life before. So I was like, we got to get a coach. We don't know anything about this. Mm. Let's try to do this. Mm -hmm. And so within the first month, we are, we like tripled what the suggestions that they had just because like our fees, just from very small things, just a handful of things that most people are doing, most dentists are doing, they're just not charging for it or they're not optimizing it. Mm -hmm. So there's like really simple things that dentists can do um, to really get to that next level. But as you know, our, we're our worst enemy. Mm -hmm. You know, we typically with the limiting beliefs and just different things, we get in our own way. And we think, oh, that won't work. I'm like, well, actually, that works the best. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know, I think that we know what we know, right? So, yeah. um, you know, Dennis gets in and he goes to school, uh, just like anything. I mean, any, any kind of business you could think of, you, you, you usually know what you know, then you start a business. But, you know, uh, then you kind of learn the rest of it a little bit on the fly or you don't. And the ones that do succeed, the ones that don't, you know, obviously are gone, but like a dentist, I mean, you spend all this time in dental school, you know, in school in general, uh, to learn your practice before you ever start your practice. And now you've got to focus on that. So a lot of things like, uh, you know, the operations, the procedures, all these kind of things can kind of go south on you pretty quickly because you don't have the ability to pay attention or the knowledge to be able to pay attention to it. So that's where a guy like you comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm very fortunate to be with my wife. So my wife can just focus on the dentistry and I can focus on all the business side. But there's a way to be able to do that, you know, even as a dentist and delegating it to your team, um, which I've seen now, like I'm in that process of 
removing myself so I can delegate it to the team in different ways because mm-hmm. they've seen what I've done. Right. Um, so that way I can focus on helping others. Right. Very good. I actually wanted to ask my dentist yesterday how he handled all this stuff because I knew we were going to be talking. Unfortunately, he went MIA on me before I could ever grab him. But this is very interesting because I'm going to go and talk to him a little bit about uh, this and I'll I'll introduce you. He's a great guy. You would love it. Um, uh, So let's talk a little. Let's get down to some some nitty gritty here. Can you tell me a little bit about maybe some success stories that you've had with uh, uh, your clients and your processes? Sure. So I guess the, the biggest selling point to to what we do differently than everybody is we do double and triple what the average dental office does um, only on three days a week. So most dentists work four or five days a week and do an average of about eight to $900,000. And we only work three days a week and generate much more than that. So what we found was that in just working three days a week, we're more energetic, having more time off with family, doing all the things that we need to, and the four days we're off. So that way, when we get there, we can maximize it and we can work super hard for the three days. So we had this process in place and my wife went on maternity leave with our last child and we needed a doctor. So we hired a doctor to come in, but we were a little concerned because she had never done more than $6,000 in production a day and her own practice. And we, my wife was doing 10 to 12 on her own. So we were like, okay, we need somebody. I don't really care who it is. We just, we just need somebody. So she came in and she was doing $15,000 a day, every day for the whole maternity leave. Oh, wow. And it's all because of those processes, those very small things, things that the team knows, the themes that is delegated to the team. So that way the doctor can focus on the things that they can only do. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it boils down to. And so when she went back to her office, she was like, okay, send me an email with every single thing that you just did in your practice. Like, okay, cool. Like, yeah send it to her. And now she's thriving, wow. doing way well, well above what she was doing even at our office. Um, so it's, it's firsthand. It's as soon as I saw that, I was like, man, I've got something here. Something is working. How can I duplicate this? And so I've been talking with her a lot. I was like, okay, what worked, what didn't work? And we just kind of went from there and started working with clients. That's that's fantastic. So can you give us like maybe like a couple tidbits? I mean, obviously, you got some proprietary stuff there. You don't want to give your whole. uh, No, I don't mind. I don't mind. Give us some tidbits, man. Give us some examples. Sure. So, I mean, a lot of it, like it says, and I give this away for free all the time. Um, A lot of it is just the small things. So like really cutting down on no shows. Okay, so we added an extra 10 to 20 thousand dollars a month in revenue just from cutting down on no-shows in the schedule. So um, the way that we did that was obviously tweaking our automated system of texts that go out two weeks before, one week before, and a day before. And the verbiage in that is very important too. So the way that we do it is like, hey, thank you for reserving this appointment. Um, We were hoping that you could make your reservation. And we have some people text back like, 
this sounds like a high end restaurant that I'm trying to go to right now. And so like little psychological things like that, that make a difference. Um, another thing is taking x-rays and I was reading an article not too long ago. It was like dentists take like 200% more x-rays than anybody else in any industry. Like, well, yeah, but there's a reason for it. You know, they can't see below the gum line. They can't see in between teeth. So in order to do that, you got to take an x-ray. So most dentists take x-rays on top, bottom, on both sides, but they miss here in the front. So what I tell them is like, look, take anterior PAs, and now you can see what's going on in between these front teeth, these front four teeth on the lower and upper. And by doing that, you're going to find about 40% more work because the goal is to get the patient 100% healthy. It's not to take x-rays, it's not to bill their insurance, and most of the time their insurance pays for it if they do have insurance. So it's really not out of pocket for the patient, and it's a win-win-win. So those little things like that massively changed. It added an extra $40,000 a month just in our revenue by just cutting down on no-shows and taking very simple x-rays when you're already taking x-rays. Well, you know, it's interesting because I've, I've been thinking about this uh, for a while, not just in the, before this conversation. What I hear you saying, and this kind of like there was a book that came out years and years ago. It's still probably out there. It's called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, right? You're saying sweat the small stuff. Yes. It's the small stuff that makes the difference. Yeah, it is. It is. You're, you're, you're so worried about all the large procedures, large things that are happening. But really, it goes back to foundational things. So that Mamba mentality is like, okay, if we can't do the basics perfectly without even thinking, then it, anything else doesn't matter because you're creating bad habits. And so when you get down to the micro level of all these things that you're doing, it's like, okay, we are doing all of this already. That small x-ray that's $37 adds an extra $800 to that patient in their value. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's, once again, it's the mindset behind it is to get the patient hundred percent healthy. So really you're doing them a disservice by not taking that simple x-ray. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think I've ever had an x-ray up there before. Uh, now that I think about it, I know I have. Mo- most, most people don't do it unless there's a problem. Yeah. yeah. They don't do it. Well, I'm going to have a real, I'm going to have a long talk with my dentist. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, look at, we are about, this has been really interesting. I've really enjoyed this a lot. Uh, and you're a wealth of knowledge. And so, I mean, really a lot of the techniques that you're talking about, maybe not the teeth, the x-rays and stuff like that, but just, you know, kind of sweating the small stuff, looking at those small details uh, of your business and really paying attention. That can really translate to any business, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it really does. I mean, business is business in general. So that's the reason why, like you were saying, like I've done so many different things, but it translates to any business. Yeah. So if you really, really want to be able to scale anything that you're doing, you got to sweat the small stuff, really figure out where those holes are, plug those holes and you're even better on the back end. I love it. Fantastic. You've been a great guest. I really appreciate it. So any final thoughts you want to leave our audience with? No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. I'm, I'm glad that, I'm glad that you had a good experience at your dentist yesterday, and uh, that uh, you know, I can, I can help people. That's, that's my goal is to serve.
So uh, I, I get it, man. I tell you, 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 you've got a lot on your plate right now with a brand new baby, four kids all together. And, and this business is going well for you. Fantastic. Congratulations on that. If uh, our audience would like to get in contact with learn more about you and what you do, how would they go about doing that? Yeah. So they can either go to my Instagram. That's honestly the easiest way to, to get in a hold of me, which is Kirk teach out. That's just the at Kirk teach out K I R K teach out um, or just send me an email at Kirk K I R K at IV quarter coaching.com. Sounds great. And all that information will be on our show notes. So uh, you'll be able to find them there. And uh, again, thank you for being on the show. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks, Neil. All right. So that's our show for today. So thrilled that y'all can be with us. Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Uh, check us out on TitanMediaWorks.com. That's works spelled W-O-R-X. And check out all of our great hosts on the Small Business Delivered Network at SmallBusinessDelivered.com. Until next time, don't forget the floss. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.